Hi everyone. In this episode, I would like to talk about a concept that I heard for the first time in a podcast with uh, Guy Spear. And the concept is that of economic high ground. I think it's quite important to step up our game in terms of buying high quality companies, especially going forward, uh, because of the probable recession that we are going into. So a recession in general is a good opportunity, if one is prepared with cash, to buy securities, to buy index funds in general, or to buy very high quality businesses that would otherwise be highly rated. And when a stock is highly rated, it means that either we need a lot of conviction and understanding to buy it and get a high future expected return, or we are going to overpay and eventually get an average return for many years. So buying a beautiful business is not enough to get an above average return. But in a time of crisis, I think it's extremely important to buy these highly rated stocks that go down in a way that is correlated with anything else in the market. Uh, Typically, there's a liquidity crunch, everybody needs dollars, and everything goes down, essentially. Now, the idea of the economic high ground is better explained with a real estate metaphor. And the metaphor is that in real estate, we can buy for the same money either, let's say, a small apartment in a major city at the center of the city or a bigger apartment outside the city in a peripheral area or in an area with less services and other likely issues. The point is, which one is better from an investment viewpoint? Of course, it depends on the price, but ceteris paribus, so all else being equal, the idea is that prime real estate, so high quality real estate in a prime location, is a better choice. And of course, this is a qualitative assessment, but in terms of real estate, we have a feeling that if you have a million dollars and you buy a piece of real estate on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, or near Hyde Park in London, these places are not gonna be displaced. These these places are not going to suffer as much as places on the outskirts of the cities, irrespective of what happens to the general market, to the city, to the country. Non-prime and prime real estate could have the same price, but very different robustness to exogenous shocks and to the general growth trajectory of the country therein. The way I think about investing is for the next generation. A piece of prime real estate could stay in the family for centuries. You buy something in the center of Paris, London, Midtown Manhattan. These pieces of real estate will be happily inherited. A warehouse in the outskirts of the city or a house in a faraway neighborhood may be good, but probably the end game for these assets is that they're going to be sold. So how can this be translated into stock investing and business investing? So first of all, this doesn't mean that we shy away from the new, as we wouldn't shy away from buying a floor in a newly built building. It can be new, but it should also be unique. So a new skyscraper by Renzo Piano or Norman Foster may fit the bill. I'd put in this category 
tech companies like Salesforce and Meta, where founders are in charge, they have a track record, and we have a reason to believe that in the inevitable rough patches, they'll be there because they care and they can manage these huge enterprises. Old is also good, like buying a floor in the Empire State Building. This is the case of Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, Visa, MasterCard and the like. These businesses are probably gonna be there in one form or another for as long as the Empire State Building stands tall. Then there are the holding companies that own a portfolio of buildings. Here we rest on the judgment of the management. The equivalent in the business world is Berkshire in the US or the big holding companies in Europe like Exor of the Agnelli Elkan family or investor of the Wallenberg family. In between old and new, there is a spectrum of prime businesses that are now mature, but they still have room to grow. This is the case of Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, and so on. And finally, of course, there are the luxury buildings. These are those iconic places that will be always traded on a parallel luxury market. Here we are going to pay a premium on the above average price that should anyway be paid for such above average quality pieces of real estate. This is like buying a floor in the Gherkin in London or an interest in the Waldorf Astoria in New York or the Ritz Hotel in Paris. The parallel here is with businesses like the Empire under the LVMH umbrella or Ferrari. If we think about buying a prime business for the next generation, these are examples that come to mind. Then of course we need to analyze them and come up with a valuation, but we are fishing in a particular spot of the ocean. If a new shiny stock goes up very rapidly, we don't mind, as we don't mind to participate in the construction of a new shiny tower along Billionaires Row or Hudson Yards. It's better to leave these endeavors to people who make a living building huge complexes from scratch. These are the venture capitalists. We are going to buy maybe after a few years when there's a track record. We're not gonna buy an IPO unless it's a spin-off, because in that case the business already exists and probably there's a long history behind it. In conclusion, holding the economic high ground means holding prime businesses. And it is in part a qualitative assessment. If we look at a business, we have a feeling whether this is a prime business or not. In the same way, we look at pictures of real estate. We have a feeling, we know the location, we know the quality, or at least we look at the ad, and which is the same as uh, looking at uh, the financial statements, and we get an idea on whether or not this is a prime piece of real estate, a prime business. In our quest for a long-term, high-quality, low-turnover portfolio with fortress balance sheet companies that would survive almost anything, this is one concept that I would keep in mind we will certainly keep in mind for our portfolio. This concept resonated with me when I started to invest a big chunk of my savings. Before that, 
it was easier to justify buying a few shares of a company that may not abide to such a high standard. But when I started committing a lot of savings, then I realized that it was better to buy extremely high quality businesses. The shift in my mind came from the level of commitment of capital. Be safe out there and happy compounding.